What's up, ladies and ladies? Welcome back to State Your Business Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Steen, she, her. And I'm Kat, they, them. And welcome. <laughs> welcome like, back what? to the pod. If you guys didn't notice, I, Steen, did the intro this time. This was literally my third take. It's really not even a complicated intro. I just... You know, you don't do it normally, and you did a good job, so I'm really proud of you. Thank I'm you. also curious to see, because actually one of our lovely listeners, Rachel, uh, let me know that, um, well, she's known us from the past, like when we had when we were younger and had different voices, and she said at one point she couldn't tell the difference between her voices. So I'm really curious oh. to our listeners out there, can you tell our voices apart? I feel like they can, yeah. if they're paying attention. And speaking of paying attention... <laughs> That's good. Go. According to our last sode, when we had two, when we named two of our friends, and we put a test out for them, and guess what? They completely failed. <laughs> Not our friends. I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> just kidding. We cut them off. It's okay. The real ones out there listening, aka our our four friends <laughs> who actually listen to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's today's business theme? Well, things have been popping off in the Filipino community, Woo-woo. so I kind of just wanted to share. Also, this past weekend, Pistahan, um, which is a Filipino festival, you know, that uh-huh. happens. I know it happens in yes, downtown San Francisco. Um, for It's been happening for like... 12 years now, I think, Mm -hmm. or something like that. But there's also one in Seattle. And so Seattle had their own Pisahan Festival last weekend. You know, honestly, a throwback just hearing you say that, because I remember going when we were little. Sometimes dad and his Mm -hmm. companies would have stuff, like a booth. and We would get my pies. Yes! I used to go with my friends, even like in middle school, but I have not heard anything of it or been Mm -hmm. in several years. We should do that. Um, yes. So this year it will be on August 12th and 13th <gasps> in San Francisco. And I'm fully planning on attending one of those days. Hell yeah. I think I'm out of town. I think you're out of town. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise I would have told you sooner. You know what? It will get there. But yeah. that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what's what's the latest news with um, the Filipinos and Filipino Americans? Okay. So it's been such a big thing for me to kind of like learn more about my heritage and I've always kind of felt that um for you know a good chunk of my life um especially being considered what is called a third culture kid where Mm -hmm. you're essentially someone from a different cultural background than the one you're living in Mm -hmm. um so yeah and you know do you want to give a little bit more background on like where you grew up because that I feel like that affects Oh, totally. Yeah. So, you know, San Francisco, Daly City area, growing up with, um, as an immigrant, with immigrant parents. Kat, you're like the first generation. Mm -hmm. I was born here, Mm -hmm. but Steen was born in, in, in the Philippines. Yeah. And so we had immigrated from the Philippines when I was two years old. Um... And, yeah, growing up in the Bay Area, very much in a Filipino household, but then going to public school, meaning, you know other kids interacting with um kids from all sorts of backgrounds and then growing mm-hmm. up with like the internet and mm-hmm. everything learning Early American culture or whatever mm-hmm. um and then f- mostly also like especially when we got really involved with the church um just kind of figuring out you know what that cultural 
expectation, how to operate within that culture um, is. Um, So that's kind of that background, especially as a third culture kid, quote unquote. Um, It's not necessarily that I learned how to mask culturally, but Mm -hmm. I felt like I could be part of both Mm -hmm. without ever fully being one. Mm. And I think that's, uh, that description is more or less very much how other third culture kids describe it as well. Yeah. So anyway, all that to say, um, especially within the last year, I've wanted to learn so much more about like, okay, what is actually my background? Because we mm-hmm. did 23 and Me mm-hmm. and we got results back and I was excited just because, you know, like the Philippines has been very, <laughs> it's a very diverse place, a lot of colonialism happening. Mm-hmm. Span- like, first of all, even before the colonists, there was a lot of trade going back and forth with um, a lot of, like, Chinese traders or um, Formosan mm-hmm. traders. All which have had an mm-hmm. impact on the culture of the Philippines, yes, our dishes, exactly. the way we dress, exactly. Especially in pre-colonial times. So mm-hmm. we also have people coming in from, like, India, mm-hmm. people coming in from actual, like, the Southeast part of the Asian continent mm-hmm. and even like Indonesia. Um, so a lot of like trade, a lot of, um, it just basically this whole big stew of people coming in and out of the Philippines. And then you get, you throw the Spaniards in and then they've stayed for a while. And then more recently, like the Japanese and then more rec- even more recently, the Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I specifically have wanted to learn more about the pre-colonial times because our results came back as 99.9% Filipino, which was very unsatisfying to me because you would have thought I was expecting to get like a little bit of Chinese or a little bit of Spanish. Mm -hmm. Our last name is Molina for crying Mm -hmm. out loud, you know? Um, So that was very disappointing. And so I was like, no. That I cannot accept this. <laughs> I dug deeper. And there's this cool feature on 23andMe where you can actually see your relatives who have also done it. Mm-hmm. And it's on a map. And you get to see, like, where everyone is re- has reported that they are. Like, where they are in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, now. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then other people who have done the DNA test, they show you where your DNA shows up ge- geographically. Mm-hmm. And our, ge- our DNA shows up very prominently in northern Luzon. Mm, which is um, interesting because our parents aren't from there, are they? We are northern. Oh, Luzon. Sh- oh. <laughs> anyway, it's okay. That's We're learning. I'm learning. You are learning. I'm still learning, Wait, too. Wait, so what is northern Luzon? Is that, like, the whole main island? Like, is Big island, top mm-hmm. northernmost island, and it's just, like, what I consider to be the northern Luzon is anything above Manila. Okay. So, yeah, main island. Okay. I thought it was different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then even, like, and of course, depending on who you talk to, they might say, well, where you're from is not really considered that mm. because mom is from Zambales mm-hmm. and dad is from Pangasinan. Mm-hmm. Um, and our parents speak their own, you know, regional dialect or language. So mm-hmm. mom speaks Zambal, dad speaks Ilocano. And I've always thought it was really cool that they both speak different things and those languages are associated with different tribes. Yeah. So in my quote-unquote research, I've been trying to figure out, like, what tribe we belong to. Because mm-hmm. I also see on um, on Instagram that there are a lot of Filipinos, whether they're, you know, American or Canadian or in the diaspora or people from the Philippines saying, like, oh, I'm Igorot. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I am from Visayas. Oh, I'm part of, like, my people are from the Cordillera region. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah. I'm just like, I was born in Zambales. <laughs> <laughs> and specifically, looking up stuff about people from Zambales, mm-hmm. you don't find a lot. Supposedly, the Sambal, which the province is named after, they're a very intense warrior class mm. or warrior tribe type of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's very, very limited information, at least in English, about who they were, what their practices were, mm. what their culture was like, other than the fact that they were, you know, warriors, men and women both. Wow. Love mm-hmm. that. That's funny because if you guys know, if you guys know mom... <laughs> No, my mom. Like, she's very dainty. <laughs> she stays out in the sun too long, and she's like, "Oh no." <laughs> um, hey, but we got her blood, and my non-binary yeah. ass loves to hear that. <laughs> okay, so what? Throw a twist in there, though. Just because mom knows Sambal doesn't mean she's actually Sambali, because <gasps> oh. there was also a lot of overlap with Ilocano-speaking tribes in that area, because you know. Um, the way we think of land and the mm-hmm. people who belong to the land mm-hmm. is not really like how we understand it as today, like in terms of countries and provinces. Like people just moved around wherever and if they found a spot, they found a spot to like right. settle in as yeah. long as it didn't cause any like wars or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there was some, in Zambales, supposedly there were Zambali people and also Ilocano speaking people. And then in dad's area, primarily more in, like, the Ilocano-speaking region. So it's very mm-hmm. likely that, um, yeah, everyone there spoke Ilocano, how, whatever kind of tribes there were there. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> very difficult to find. It's also very difficult to get translations of, like, the pre-colonial history that is available to Filipinos in mm-hmm. Tagalog. And also, a lot of our history was written down by Spanish priests because they were the ones writing down these observations. They were the ones doing these anthropological studies Mm -hmm. um, of these these primitive peoples, you know. Mm -hmm. I roll from cat. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. And so it's just really sad to think that, you know, as a primarily oral oral tradition, orally um, shaped or bound culture, mm-hmm. it's the stuff like that's hard to preserve, especially when you throw in colonization mm-hmm. and then you're imposed, you know, these stories that are not your own, namely stories from the Bible, mm-hmm. these morals from the Bible. Those oral traditions don't get passed down and it becomes weaker and weaker with each generation, which is so sad. Yeah. Bringing that up to speed about uh, a lot of Filipino tea popping off. Mm. First, let's talk about the winds. So World Cup, World Cup. Yes! <laughs> it's so cool to see that Philippines scored their first goal ever in the mm. World Cup. In and the they World won yeah. in the Women's World Cup. And they won against New Zealand. Mm-hmm. I read this headline that said, like, um, Women's World Cup, upset, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. And I was like, damn. That is upsetting to the New Zealanders. <laughs> <laughs> but it was such a big win for us. And yeah. also the fact that, um, you know, they weren't not necessarily like Filipinos born and living in the Philippines, mm-hmm. but they're also um, 
uh, American Filipinos that are playing for their for the homeland. Yeah, team, which is yeah. something you brought up to me. I mm-hmm. didn't know that at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super cool, and I think there's, um, I, I, I wouldn't say more and more, maybe there's like three athletes I've noticed <laughs> who are really mm-hmm. big, who's either played in the Olympics or other just like national stages for their um, uh, respective sports, who, yeah, are deciding, even though I grew up in America, I'm going to play for the homeland, I'm going to play for mm-hmm. my parents' home country, mm-hmm. um, and I just think that's really cool, because, you know, they those countries deserve the wins, and you deserve to be connected with your culture mm-hmm. however you choose to, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I just thought yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, super cool. Um, so yeah, that's like a big, awesome thing that's mm-hmm. made, you know, put Philippines in the news. And Filipino women. I, I love know. it. <laughs> but also, let's not gloss over the fact that in the last Olympics, um, a Filipina won a weightlifting champion mm-hmm. and she is an Olympian, Olympia, Olympic weightlifter. Yeah. Like she won. She's strong. Yeah, and again, a woman. (laughs) So we love to see it. We love to see it. Well, now for the oopsie. (laughs) (gasps) The oopsie. (laughs) So I woke up this morning and I opened Instagram. And one of the accounts I follow called the Pinai Writer, Mm -hmm. very, she um, delves as much as she can into like, pre-colonial history of the Philippines and so I like to follow her because she also shares resources that I would have never found Mm -hmm. without her. I actually bought a book that she had recommended full of stories of like different tribes. Oh, the one that you have? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, written by a Spanish priest, but you know, we we take what we can get. Yeah. But anyway, she had posted something about how this Filipina actress, her name is Christine Gonzalez, AKA Beauty Gonzalez. Because <laughs> Filipinos are hella weird with their nicknames. Sorry, just like, real quick, I just think it's so. We, you went from history pod teacher to gossip pod. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Continue. I, I love it. But yeah, it's funny. Like, to me, your nickname is Beauty. <laughs> like, people actually. Hey, That's so Filipino. Hey, Beauty. That's so fucking Filipino, right? bro. <laughs> anyway, it's like. Also, you hear grown-ass women calling another woman baby because that's her nickname. Yep. Hey, baby. Everyone has <laughs> everyone has a tita baby or a tita girl mm-hmm. or a tito boy mm-hmm. if you're Filipino. Fil- yeah. Filipinos, though. Yeah. Well, apparently, beauty is on that list, too. <laughs> anyway, so this woman, ha- she's an actress, and she had attended basically the Philippine version of, like, the Met Gala. She went to a gala. Mm-hmm was dressed very nicely for the occasion, you know. Um, And one thing that stood out was she had... Her statement piece was her jewelry. Mm -hmm. So she wore gold, like a gold necklace and earrings. And she, Christine, or Beauty, had posted on Instagram saying like, oh, my outfit is an appreciation for um, Philippine culture and heritage. Mm -hmm. My jewelry was sourced from essentially the burial sites from, uh, what is it, from sites found in Butuan and Sigao, or I'm sorry, I'm butchering it, but basically the moral of the story is this, someone stole artifacts from the ancestors and instead of bringing it into a museum... It was brought to a jewelry company where they fucked it up and remade it into modern wear so she could wear it to the gala. 
Bro. Yeah. That, those are artifacts. Oh, and to top it off, that gold was from something called a death mask. So back in pre-colonial times, the Filipinos would bury their dead with gold, with like beautiful like cloths, basically Mm -hmm. just like thinking that all these riches will help them in the afterlife. Mm -hmm. Not, not like too, like kind of similar to like the idea of like the Egyptians. Yeah. And someone actually wrote like, can you imagine if someone went to Egypt, mm-hmm. went to a sarcophagus, ripped off the mask, and reworked it, and worn it into, like, reworked it into jewelry for someone to wear. Like, how disrespectful to your ancestors. And also just, like, like it's, it's like, spiritual, like, bad chills. Like, yeah. that's just... That was on someone's face! Yeah, like, that was, that, like, that's, that was their, that's supposed to be their final resting, yeah. like... Yeah. Ugh, yeah. You know, like... The amount of, like... Just entitlement, not necessarily of her, but whoever it was mm. that took it from that site. Because that is an artifact. That belongs to all Filipinos, especially something as pre-colonial as that, where we, um, I feel like there's been this, like, wave of Filipinos, both in in the Philippines and in the diaspora, mm. where, like, we want to know our roots that were before yep. all the colonization, mm-hmm. and we want to know what authentically is Filipino. Right. Oh my god, like shit what, like this. What like, a robbery. Yeah. Grave robbery. Also it's cultural literally. robbery. Yep. That belonged to the people. Yep. It belonged to the person whose face it was on, and it belonged to stay in the ground with them yeah. in their final resting place. Yeah. But if it was excluded for whatever reason, like, yeah, it should immediately mm-hmm. go to the people, to the museums, mm-hmm. to um, historians who can learn from it and preserve it. Yes. Like, and to just blatantly put it in the caption, like, oh, yeah, this was ripped off the face of a dead ancestor. I mean, like, yeah, like, it was more like, you know, like... I know, but still, essentially, that, like, yeah. even just putting, oh, like, wow, this is an artifact from a burial site or whatever. It's she like, did write, write reworked in her caption. Bruh. It was I, reworked. But still, and also, I think you told me earlier that she didn't even, like, turn her captions off. Like, yeah, so people Her are, captions, her comments. Her comments are still going off, and at first, a lot of people, like, they're... <laughs> I'm so nosy. There was like 250 comments when I last checked on that post. And the first few were like the most recent. And it was definitely a lot of people saying like, how dare you? This is disrespectful. Mm -hmm. This is shameful. I was also worked up because I felt I was robbed as someone who was trying to learn. Yeah. You know, and wanting to connect more. And I I even love to comment. (laughs) But eventually you get down to the part where a lot of people are just like, oh, wow, you're gorgeous. Wow, pretty, Mm. beautiful. Let the haters hate and blah, blah, blah. But it's like... It's more than that. And someone wrote, oh, wow, so someone's not going to get into heaven because of Beauty Gonzalez. (laughs) And it was funny, but I think they're kind of missing the point of like, even if you don't believe like that, you know, heaven exists or this is the way to heaven. Like, Mm -hmm. if you don't believe in all that... Just, the, like, the, the act itself. Like, yeah. it was stolen. That yeah. is an artifact. Yeah. It's just crazy to me. Anyway, so people were going off, and apparently she's seen it because the account I follow, the Panay Writer, mm-hmm. she posted a story and tagged Beauty. Mm. Beauty saw it and didn't respond. Excuse me. Didn't respond. Mm. So she didn't turn off comments, but um, it looks like she's not responding. So also what I did... <laughs> Is on um, the Pinai Writer's post. Mm. 
people were commenting there too, mm-hmm. kind of like in solidarity, like, wow, that sucks. Like, uh, how dare she? She mm-hmm. shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. I started tagging her. <laughs> <laughs> Christine, an activist today. <laughs> you don't mess with me and my learning and my heritage. <laughs> Honestly, good. Because she should know. She should see. And I hope she reflects I hope and she takes it down and, and apologizes, apologizes and, and also that company too that jewelry company yeah. that jewelry company also made um uh had an ad or made jewelry for Vanessa Hudgens mm. not as not problematic as far as I know but I guess what I'm trying to say is they're kind of a big deal yeah so they didn't have anything from beauty on their profile because I think they were they might the have backlash yeah, maybe beauty hasn't done anything Wow, that's that's so wild. The the, the audacity to just and right. and just to not see anything like wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I think too, it's just um, yeah, it's just like, are you yeah. oblivious to it or is it just an obvious choice? Like mm-hmm. it's like, does this need to be a teaching moment or are you a bitch? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, supposedly too, there's a lot of ugh, like fighting, infighting going on between. Filipinos from Philippines and how they view Philippines from America or like mm. anyone not in the Philippines. I've seen a little bit of this on TikTok. Yeah, and it's very like it's it can be turned into very something very hostile. Right. Most recently, there was a woman or a college grad that um, wore the Filipino flag around, like she was graduating and she mm-hmm. wore the Filipino flag um, with her stole mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, like a lot of people do. They wear their yeah. the flag, and mm-hmm. so she actually got backlash from someone living in the Philippines who is like he's a historian and also Mm -hmm. was like you know it's illegal to do that that's disrespect and blah blah blah. and a lot of people like it divided Mm -hmm. a lot of people um so I guess there's like varying levels but I feel like the flag thing is if you mean it, it like I don't know. I guess it can it can become dicey waters. The flag thing is less intense, I think, than taking fucking artifacts. artifacts. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the flag thing. It's like it's also illegal in America, but Old Navy be selling that shit every Fourth of July. I like know. and, and wear as like speedos. Exactly. And, shit. and also in the and like that's something like you're showing your proud achievement of graduating from college and associating with, with like who you like, are. Like hey, like this I'm is Filipino. I'm a badass Filipino, and I graduated. And mm-hmm. and right. And it's like you go to the Philippines. There's flags all over shit being sold too. Like I don't why be pressed about this one person who's just proud of their heritage. Yeah. So that's the backlash that he got. Yeah. I think, I don't know, it's just, I would hope that people kind of are able to tell the difference. Yeah. There's definitely, like, lovers and, like, haters Mm -hmm. and people that are going to be, you know, going to have their opinion about it, but (laughs) my opinion (laughs) is, that was bad. (laughs) And, yeah, it's just hard because, you know, you mentioned, like, the the, the divide between uh, Filipinos in the Philippines and Filipino-Americans, and I've I've seen some of that, like, head-to-head on TikTok, and just, Mm -hmm. and a lot of, and I think other cultures will relate to this, too, where in America, right, like, there are... Um, Filipino Americans and other people who are Americans, but maybe they're from another place or their parents are, where you're fiercely defending your culture, right? And then people from that culture, like, well, like, for example, when it comes to wearing, like, traditional Chinese dresses, right? I see comments all the time from, like, Chinese people in China who are like, well, I don't care. Like, you can do Mm -hmm. whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And these, and other people who, and it doesn't even have to be, it it actually doesn't even matter where they are. (laughs) Like, because both teams, right? Both teams. They're not even teams. Whether you're Filipino or, or whether you're in your country or you're 
in your country American. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Or Canadian. Or <laughs> diaspora. Dias- thank you. Mm-hmm. There you go. Whether you're in the homeland or you're diaspora, like, there's mm-hmm. people on both sides who are like, I mm-hmm. don't care. It's wrong. Or, or I, I don't care. Um, it's not wrong. Or, yeah, this is offensive. Like, yeah, totally. I'm losing my main point now. But, like, um, I, I see that online and it makes me sad because going back to what you were saying earlier, like, we as diaspora Filipinos, like, it's so hard for us to find these things and we want to mm-hmm. connect so badly. And we're never considered Filipino enough. Yes, not Filipino enough, but not American enough because, Ugh, you know, yeah. our lunches still get, get made fun of and called stinky and growing we're up. we're still just brown. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I, so it's, it's, it's hard to hear things like that, but... Yeah. Um, and it's hard to, like, feel like you don't have the resources. And also, mm-hmm. for Filipinos especially, I think, where a lot of other cultures, they teach their children their language and things like that. But Philippines being such a colonized place. Like, oh, my gosh. It's Christine always and I are not fluent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Christine was, she was born in the Philippines. She was fluent. But her, our parents didn't keep it up because, you know. We're living in America now. Yes. And your career, your job, yes, your life is in America right. now. And it's, like, and it's valid. Like, they wanted to work on their English. And my parents have excellent English. Like, but, like, at what cost? <laughs> not even, excuse me, I picked the mic, but no, not even at what cost, but like it, it, you could do both. And it's just sad that they weren't shown that, that you could do both, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, they clearly could do both. Cause you mentioned earlier, right? They have their home. Like, well also to, uh, sorry, also to mom, we're not Catholics. Mm, and yeah. so the Catholic Filipino culture is stronger than the Philippine evangelical Evangel- culture, <laughs> which is so nothing is blah that's it's, even more like uh, leave everything behind your culture doesn't matter we're all children of god we're all god's culture oh, which is no. so sad yeah. um <clears throat> but yeah it with what was i saying sorry it's okay I no, no 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 it's okay um i was talking about how oh how we're not taught the language mm-hmm. um and that uh, I said, I said, I wish that, you know, they knew that it's possible to. Oh, I was trying to say that you mentioned earlier, mom and dad have their home dialects. I'm doing quote marks around dialects, because if you look up dialects versus language, there's a lot you can research on that. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll talk about it another time. But I firmly believe what my parents speak aren't multiple dialects they're multiple languages because yeah. they have completely different sounds, structure, like mm-hmm. they don't sound like dialects. So my parents, they aren't just fluent in Tagalog and English. They have their home ones, like Christine was mentioning, Ilocano. Um, Zambal. My dad also speaks Pangaleto. Like, they have the ability to pick up all these languages. Probably where you get your ability to pick up a lot of languages from, too. Mm-hmm. Um, comes from them at least a little bit. Um, so it's, yeah, it's sad that they didn't even know they could just keep passing that on to us and teach us Tagalog, and we yeah. could have been more fluent. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I moved to China for work and became more fluent in Mandarin than Tagalog, mom was like, No! <laughs> <laughs> I know. She always brings up to me. She's like, you know more Spanish than Tagalog, huh? And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> but I, <laughs> Whose fault is that? I know. <laughs> exactly. And they've tried. Do you remember how many times as kids we'd be like, just talk to us Tagalog. No more English. Like, we want to And then they learn. would laugh. And they would do it for like a day and then yeah. they would forget. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, yeah, definitely want to do it. But it's hard because like things like Lingoda, right? Online language courses, I feel like are not as accessible and maybe mm-hmm. we're just not looking in the right places or looking hard enough, but it is harder to find just, like, community classes for learning I mean, college. there's italki.com where That's you can actually meet out a there. mentor. Just... <laughs> yeah, no, I need to get around to doing it, too. See, because yeah. I actually know about it and I haven't done it, so, yeah. Oh, and then the last tea I wanted to bring up mm-hmm. about the Philippines. So, you know, with increasing tensions between the U.S. and China... Um, <laughs> Back into history reporter mode. <laughs> Gossip steam out. Just miss this over. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Ta posná, ok. Oh my gosh, I kind of like... That was good, dude. Thank you, but I also scared myself. I know, I you scared like was... me. That didn't sound like you. That sounded like Philippines theme. <laughs> like a tita. I, that did, that is. Gideon, if you felt jump scared, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, apparently, um, and actually Sam, my boyfriend, sent me this on uh, Instagram. He was following like, what is it called? Al Jazeera or whatever mm-hmm. that... Yeah. Uh, news source is but there was a reporter um and apparently the u.s has sent military or is doing like military testing or some kind of military presence has increased in the philippines mm. more so than it has in recent years mm. i mean cause because they never left but now yeah but just... now they're actually like becoming more presence because of mm. the whole thing with china mm. and oh and this... they want to be near because the china yes. sea and everything yeah. yeah and then so this reporter was going around asking local filipinos like how do you feel about this? Like, mm-hmm. what do you think? U.S., China, who's in the wrong, who's right? What are we, who are we, who are we more afraid of? Mm. And it was like pretty half and half. Okay. But I would say it kind of tipped toward a lot of Filipinos being more concerned about the, the U.S. presence mm. in the country because yeah. they were saying like, you know, we don't, we as a country don't have beef with China. Mm-hmm. We've never had beef with China. We've had the, we, we have the oldest Chinatown in the, in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we've always had good trade relations with them. No issues whatsoever. And the U.S. comes over here like a fucking instigator. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you're out there at recess on the playground, <laughs> the U.S. comes over and be like, that girl, she's a bitch. <laughs> Literally, but like that girl, like she wasn't like totally your friend, but she was always like nice to you, or she wasn't mean to you, and she would, in fact, like sometimes if she had gum, she'd offer you gum too, you know. Uh, She'd give some to her friend, she'd give some to you just because you were there. Um, And then U.S. comes over here and is like, "Ugh, I hate her. She's awful. Let's be friends." And so basically, that's kind of what's happening. Yeah, (laughs) except on the added layer that. They're coming in and acting like brand new, even though they had colonized the fucking Philippines for how many years did the U.S. colonize? And of course, the news that we get is very much like, oh, no, this is good. We're allies. We're friends. And Filipinos are over here like, um, this makes us very nervous because it is (laughs) like colonization not so long ago. Yeah. Um, So I thought that was very interesting because I personally have never like thought about it as a Filipino American. You know, I got all the, all the media, all the news, the propaganda essentially saying Mm -hmm. like, this is bad because it doesn't align with U.S. interests. Mm -hmm. As an American, like this should be bad or concerning or this is what's good. And then to hear it from like a local's perspective, they're like, we don't care about China. We're not scared of China. Yeah. Um, And then actually the people who said that China was more of a threat to them or Mm -hmm. they're more concerned about China, it's because they had more pro-American tendencies. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh yeah, like we're good relations with the U.S., they, they protect us, they have yeah. bases here. And that's really interesting, especially considering how the government is going over there and how it's very much, like, leaning also into fascism, just like ours, <laughs> you know, <laughs> very right-wing, all this all, all this bullshit. Like, yeah, so it's, it's really interesting. I thought there would even be more pro-America, just with Duterte recently being mm-hmm. the president and everything. Um, and even with the new guys in power, they're just the sons of the dictators who were in power before. Yeah, um, So that's super interesting. And also... 
I'm glad that you also mentioned, like, this shit is recent. Like, we talk about the colonization in the Philippines. Um, for background, American colonization was for 48 years. It started in 1898 and lasted until 1946, but America didn't leave in 1946. No, Their yeah. presence stayed for, what, another, like, 30 years or something like mm-hmm. that? And even then, like, wherever America has removed themselves or granted independence, there's still bases there. There's still military bases there. Yeah, that they apparently just want to reactivate whenever they want. (laughs) And you know, it's also just a total side note, but it's it's really interesting we're talking about this because actually today marks like 145 years, I think, of the colonization of Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, well, fucking colonizers. Wow. Well, I learned so much today, Steen, and I'm really glad you stated the business. (laughs) I mean, it's really nothing too, like, intense or whatever. No, I swear to you, like, I... I, you sounded like you came with a script prepared, oh but my God. She, you guys, she's just sitting here and was just blah, 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 like, oh my God. it sounded like so prepared. I literally was sitting here in awe, like, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> like just listening. So thank you for staying in the business and teaching me because I, I relate to that. Like, be, I think a lot of um, Philam kids grow up with a part where they're like almost ashamed of their Filipino identity. Not exactly ashamed, but you know, not as connected, not close to it. And then I personally, like in college, like wanted to reconnect, but I went to a very white school. I, there, there was like mm-hmm. five Filipinos at my entire school. Mm-hmm. And I wished I like sometimes like went to like a state school or something like that where there's a Filipino mm-hmm. program and you could get more connected to your culture. And right. by choosing a Christian university, uh, I didn't get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, and it's just like one of those things that's always been on my to-do list, like research more, learn more, but mm-hmm. one of the things that I guess ugh, I haven't done. So let me borrow those books that you got. <laughs> okay. I got, I got two, I think. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'm always looking for more. I'm al- also always looking for books. I've been on a reading kick. Um, uh, uh, what? Reading kick. Yes. So I have books that I want to borrow from the library written by Filipino authors. So mm. if anyone has recce's for those, I'm happy to get some too. I have a few, so make sure it's not one of the ones that I have. So Actually, let see. me see what I have on my wish list right now. I want to share with everyone. So that way, um, uh, how do I find my wish lists? Oh God, I don't know how to use this. Huh. Well, two books I have on my shelf that I haven't read yet that are on my TBR that are by Filipino authors. One is America is Not the Heart, and then one is Concepcion. Um, and I can't see the authors from here, but they might be on your oh, list. Oh, look! I have Concepcion by Albert Yes, Samaha. I have that book. You can borrow it. There's Insurrecto, and then Patron Saints of Nothing. I haven't heard of those two, but I have... that. Look, it's right there. So I will it. be taking that home perfect yay yay well i'm glad we got to talk about our culture a little bit more and just some of our hopes and aspirations and um here's to just more learning and helping other people learn too through our pod yeah also if anyone's listening to this and you have found ways to connect more with like your heritage and stuff please share the knowledge yeah remember when we went to soma for that event Mm -hmm. about imelda and like the the drag fashion show oh that was that was fun Mm -hmm. still don't really know the whole history and uh i've forgotten i would love to learn but apparently there's like a whole documentary on like her oh yes we need to 
watch we that should watch that i really want to talk about actually it. yes okay that's a great idea and also we probably should just you know hop on to bart and just hang out in historic filipino town more i know bags really likes to get involved in the community there mm. and there's community centers and they have events my friend kathleen actually um is really involved and puts mm-hmm. on like events and like like ube festivals and stuff oh like God, that really? so okay. you know the, the fun parts yeah. and also the actually learning the history part i need so. more filipinos in my life too send this to a filipino <laughs> that you all right know. guys the person who has the most shares to filipinos gets a prize <laughs> what's the prize um so first you have to let us know how many people you sent it to and send us their instagram handle so we know it's real <laughs> and then we'll we'll uh make a pro- uh, prize Ooh, you should make your... Um, a sweepstakes! Your... Oh, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I was going to suggest you make whoever does this your um, adobo that was jalapenos because it's so good. Okay. It's like a remix. I would love to because that dish is amazing. It has pineapple, jalapenos, and it's made with coconut Which rice. Which is not traditionally in adobo. Not traditionally. And it was actually a recipe from uh, Half Bake Harvest, who is white. So she kind of colonized that dish. But, you know, it was a good twist. And it is it yummy. It was a, such a good twist, honestly. And then I make it with, like, chicken thighs. Mm. And it's, like, skin on, bone in. And then I rip off the chicken skin. Mm-hmm. Not rip it off. But, you know, I take it off and I air fry it. So it's, like, chicken skin chicharron. Mm, yummy. But, and I also like that in the cookbook she does, she says, this is adobo. This homage. is my remix on adobo. Yeah. Like, she's not trying to pretend it's something else. So mm-hmm. Yeah. No, she did. Yeah. Thanks, good cooking white lady. <laughs> Yay, half-baked harvest. It's a great recipe. Let me know if you want it. I'd be happy to share. But also, that's the prize. Oh. So maybe I won't share it until we have a winner. Well, thank you for listening to the pod today. If you have any business you'd like us to state, uh, email us, sib.pod at gmail.com. Um, we also got an email, so thank you. Thank you, Rachel, for listening to our pod and sending us feedback. Uh, we actually will probably discuss it in a future so to yes. answer some of your questions because they were good and yes. we really loved the thank feedback. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, shout out as always to y'all. Thanks for listening to us and hope you enjoyed. Mabuhai. <laughs> Paalam <laughs> na. Honestly, I love it. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs>